Creating business isn't about doing hashtag all the things. It's about doing the right thing at the right time to create systems for success. Welcome to the Master the Sales Game podcast. Each week, I'll be sharing specific strategies, tactics, and practical know-how from myself and other successful business owners, helping you grow and scale your business. I'm your host, Susan McVeigh, helping you master the sales game and sell with more ease without the sleaze. I'm excited to have you here. Thanks for spending time with me today. Now, let's get started. Today's episode is all about how to sell to the different genders. Now, if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, this is not the episode for me, like, what am I going to get out of this? Most of the time, how we sell to uh, people who identify as male or female um, is very male dominated. Uh, so for the purposes of today's episode, I'm going to use male and female as our uh, typical genders, but it's really up to you as a business owner to decide who do you cater to and how do your clients identify themselves, right? So my clients typically identify themselves primarily as women. And so today's episode is going to lean heavily more towards that language for folks who identify more as a woman and the differences between how we sell to individuals who identify as female, because I'm going to tell you right now, it is not the same as individuals who are male or identify as male. So with that being said, because I don't want you to check out thinking they're not the people for me, so I shouldn't bother knowing this information. I think that it is important that no matter who your ideal clients are, if there's an opportunity for you to sell and have different types of buyers in your community, that this allows you to open up your eyes to see where are you missing the boat? Where are you missing out? How are you making things more uncomfortable for folks who may not fit the norm for how you do business? And I'm going to tell you right now that as a woman who has been in corporate, in corporate finance, working in a heavily male-dominated field and being taught to sell in a very male-dominated way, it doesn't always feel comfortable. And so I'll share a little bit more as we go through this episode, but today is all about breaking down um, the things that we've been taught that are no longer okay, I believe, as a, as a sales leader, and that we want to be able to just create some conversation around. Okay. So let's dive into what it means to sell to the genders, right? And primarily, again, with a strong focus on the differences to how to sell to uh, women or people who identify as women uh, or female, okay? And so the straight line sales approach, you know, the one that you hear from the Wolf of Wall Street, right? Like Jordan Belcher, Grant Cardone, like sell, 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 or like sell or be sold, That is very, very outdated. It is a much more traditional view on how to sell. And it is very male driven, right? It is very masculine energy, meaning that it's go hard or go home. And women don't tend to appreciate that. I know that I don't, I know that my clients don't. And I know that (laughs) being somebody who is a little bit more dominant in my selling style um, and in my general business style, I've had to really uh, reduce that, right? Because my natural tendency is to be more to the point to, to be direct. And the straight line sales approach, while it can be very helpful and it does work in a lot of situations, for a large female audience, 
it can often backfire. And I've seen this happen with my own two eyes, being in the room with events full of women and have things go like wah wah for the individual who's hosting the event, the main stage speaker who is actually trying to sell and it doesn't work out too well. And on the flip side, when I see this done extremely well, it makes everybody feel empowered in their buying decision. It makes people feel good about the experience and it creates raving fans, even for those people who never end up buying with you in that moment. So if any of that sounds like something that you want to learn more about, we are going to be diving into that right this very minute. But first, a story, because I want to help paint the picture of what it feels like to be on the receiving end of a sales process that does not include your female buyer appropriately, that is more geared towards the male dominant view or the male way of selling and the male way of buying. And it is not appreciated by your female audience um, right now. Because this literally just happened to me not even a week ago. So at the time of this recording, which is uh, August of 2020, um, my husband and I have purchased another house and we are in the process of doing some renos. Now, I, because of my business background and simply because my work allows me to be more flexible, um, I'm, I'm designated project manager. And so I'm in charge of negotiating. I'm in charge of having conversations. I'm in charge of coordinating and buying all the materials and supplies that my general contractor needs. And we went to one particular store. I'm not going to name names, but um, I will tell you what I'm doing as a result of some of the things that have transpired in this conversation that I'm sharing with you today. So we needed to make an order because there was a bunch of supply material that we actually needed to purchase on behalf of my contractor who was going to then be doing all the construction work on the inside. And he had given me this list uh, with measurements that we needed to figure out together with the, um, with the customer service person who was sitting there across the table. Now they had a fancy title indicating that they were a specialist in dealing with wood, right? Millwork specialist. Great. Fabulous. I thought. But the first clue was I had a weird feeling like as soon as the other associate handed us off the way that he said, like, can you help these, these individuals with a, an order gave me pause. And I probably should have admit at that moment said something, but I didn't. Right. Because as women, we are often taught that it's not okay to speak up or that we're being, we're overreacting and we're being too sensitive that this is business, right? Like business is business and personal is personal, which I totally understand. But that was the first inkling that I was not, I was not going to be happy in this transaction, right? This interaction. So as we sat down and we went through the conversation and I had a big list of the stuff that we needed to order and we were going through, we got to a point where uh, there needed to be some additional math because I had figured out the rest. And for the way that this particular construction item was going to be created, we need to do some math. And as the associate started to do the math, immediately he didn't refer to me in the conversation. My husband was just like literally sitting there on his phone. He turned his head ever so slightly because we were sitting side by side and started addressing my husband and started asking him about the measurements and started confirming numbers with my husband. Now, 
to say that I was livid is an understatement because this happens over and over and over again when men are involved or are part of a discussion that could be how people buy, right? So if there is a purchasing moment, if there is a, a de deciding factor for do I buy, do I not buy, and men are involved, oftentimes we, and I would say not always correctly, assume that the man is the one that is the final say. Would it surprise you if I told you that I think it's more than 70% of all the money that is spent right now is actually controlled or determined by women? Like women actually decide how many of those dollars are actually going to go where they go. And at the end of the day, if right now you're thinking, well, so many of my clients are saying they need to talk to their spouse, they need to talk to their partner, they need to talk to their husband or their boyfriend, and you're wondering what the heck that means, well, it could mean one of two things. It could mean that in their relationship, the woman is allowing the man to have more leeway or say, either because they're the one that's making the bulk of the income or because they don't trust themselves to make the decision or because da, 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 I'm going to share with you the reason why women do this. Okay. So hang on tight and I'll share with you exactly why that might happen, but it may not actually be the reason that you think it may not be because the men actually are making the decision. And I know that might be a bitter, a bitter pill to swallow right now. <laughs> That was a tongue twister, um, but I want you to, I'm saying this to encourage you that women actually influence or decide directly most of the purchases that are being made, even right now, more so right now, right? And so if right now, any of this resonates with you, if this sounds familiar to you, if you are a woman who has had this happen to you my goodness, I give you a virtual hi-fi and uh, a hug because I cannot explain to you how frustrating it is to be on the receiving end of that, whether you are doing it um, consciously or like this man did, probably completely subconsciously and did not even have an awareness that he was doing this. In the end, I had to actually step in and say, excuse me, I am in charge of this conversation right now because I have all the numbers. Please make sure that you review them and verify them with me. My husband is not part of this conversation right now, right? Like he's simply here because we had to pick out the materials together. He's not part of this conversation to verify these numbers, to make sure that what my contractor has said is exactly what I'm communicating. And no client or potential client should have to express that kind of conversation to the person that they want to make a purchase from. So thankfully, now he didn't apologize. I don't even think he realized he did anything wrong. He probably thought I was being difficult, right? Um, and I wasn't. I was simply stepping into a conversation that I had started in the first place. And so when we finished up the conversation, when we went through and completed it, um, I could have walked away. Because I have seen and I've had clients of mine walk away from situations and conversations that have made them feel the, the same way that I have felt. Now, in that moment, I felt like my hands were tied a little bit because I didn't have another choice. Like we were really, really tied up with a timeline that made things very 
difficult for us to go to another store that might have the same supply or not. And so we really had uh, not given ourselves a ton of options. I accept full responsibility for that. But oftentimes our clients, your clients have the opportunity to choose. And instead of speaking up, because it does create all kinds of stories, scenarios, and feelings around what it means that I wasn't able to be heard in the first place. And then I was pretty much being completely ignored in that interaction between the sales associate who happened to be male and my husband who also is male, right? And so being completely excluded from a transaction that I started as the woman was very, very demoralizing and very, very demeaning. And a lot of times as women, instead of speaking up, we just step out. We step out of the conversation. And I want you to understand this because if you feel like all of a sudden people are ghosting or stepping away or just have dropped off, part of this could be the way that you're selling, right? Part of it could be the way that you're selling inside of your sales process. So remember I had said to you that I was going to share with you like why women might say that they need to go and check with their husband or their partner or their spouse or someone else. And you may be wondering like, is this an excuse? Well, yes and no. It may be, but the truth of the matter is women, females like to sell or like to buy uh, collaboratively, which is why the number one way that we will often make purchases is through referrals. It's why when we think about the booming growth of the multi-level marketing or direct sales companies that are in North America and certainly across the world now, the people who usually sell for those companies are women because women like to talk about the things that they're really excited about, that they are um, interested in. And the nature of that business environment allows women to really thrive and flourish simply by being able to tie into their the nature of how we like to buy and sell, which is in a collaborative networking type of environment. So when women say that they need to go and ask, it's not always because they need to ask permission. It's because they want to collaborate. It's because they want to bounce off ideas. It's because they want to be able to get other people's opinion and look at things from multi-sided ways, not just being forced like zooming down the highway. And it often involves a little bit more research. It involves more, more asking of questions and it involves being able to be part of the process. Women like to be educated as they are buying. They don't typically like to buy something completely blind. So I'll give you one more example of this. So in one of the uh, paid communities that I'm in uh, for one of the courses that I'm a student in, somebody had asked about another product, like a complimentary course or program. And she, it's, it's not a super high price. I think it's $47, but this particular woman is very careful about where she spends her money. And more importantly, she wants to make sure that if she's going to not only invest the money, but the time to do it, that it actually delivers something different from just the run of the mill, like something that she already has access to. And so guess what she did? She went into this group that has thousands of people. I think it's more than 10,000 people in this community. And she asked for people's opinion. If you have taken this program, can you let me know your thoughts? Now, you may be rolling your eyes thinking like, can she make a decision for herself? Oh, well, ultimately, she is going to be the one that decides. 
but this is how women like to buy. And as a result, you need to take this into account if you are selling to women. You need to be able to allow for some space, some margin, some breathing room so that women don't feel pressured because when they feel pressured, it becomes like a pressure cooker. They're going to either explode or implode. Right? And so I don't want you to have an experience where all of a sudden they just disappear. And it's because with the straight line selling tactics and strategies, it's very much like my way or the highway make a decision and make it now. And while I very much appreciate a lot of that because I like to buy fast, I make quick decisions when I'm at the point that I'm ready to decide. But before that, I like to take my time to research when I, before I know it's gonna become an issue. Like if I have an inkling of, you know what, the next thing that I'm going to need or the thing that I want to buy is this, I'm going to spend some time doing some research and I'm going to guess that a lot of the women that are listening to this right now are probably nodding their heads, right? Like you like to read the reviews. You like to see what other people are doing. You go over to a friend's or a relative's home and you notice, hey, they're using this particular device. So that's what happened when people came over way back. I mean, gosh, I think this was four or five years ago now, right when Instapots were coming out really big. And I was one of the first to get it because I just love the idea of it. And it's a Canadian company that has created this idea. And I love supporting my fellow connects. And people would ask, what is that thing? Where did you get it? And of course, as a woman, I love to share the things that I'm really excited about that have helped me. And I would freely offer this information. And guess what would happen for the women in my network? Pretty much every single woman that I know owns an Instapot that has talked to me. And I, this is not an ad. It's not sponsored. I'm telling you this because I want you to be able to tap into the natural inclinations of how our gender women like to buy. Now, again, this is not a broad brush. This is not to say every single woman needs to consult with other people. But I'm going to let you know that there are these subtle nuances, like simply throwing pink up against your logo, your branding um, on your marketing collateral is not the only way that you're going to attract women and say, I am working with women. It is really about how you incorporate some of these things by avoiding the mistakes that I've shared with you through these two examples in allowing women to have the ability to purchase in a way that makes sense for them. What I like to call instead of the straight line is more of a zigzag or a diving deeper and then coming up the other side of the valley because here's what I know to be true. If you do a better job selling to women, you automatically do a, a better job selling to men. As my, my husband likes to say, men are simple. And if you read the book, Men Are From Mars, Women Are From Venus, you know that our communication styles, again, making some generalizations here for our genders, are generally very different. They are similar but different. And that's why one message, the way that we say something can be received so completely differently. But at the end of the day, the genders, typically will be able to understand why somebody has said it that way and how it's being perceived or interpreted. And so in that vein, what I want you to understand is that because of this, because men generally are more straight lined, that if you take more of a zigzag approach or you account for this, 
in order to allow your sales process to just breathe a little bit more, you don't always need to use it. But when you have created that margin, when you have created that opportunity to really allow women to step up and shine and to feel comfortable in asking more questions and doing some research with you, you become that trusted advisor. You become the expert, that go-to person that they are relying on in order to guide them to the best decision for them. And I can't express to you how valuable that position is. It helped me close well in excess of multi-million dollar deals. Um, and it's helped clients and, and past employees that have worked with me close hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue. And beyond that, helped thousands, thousands of people be able to make decisions that feel good for them, that allow them to say yes to services and products that enhance and change their life. And I know that you right now have a product or service that can change someone's life. And if you are selling to women in particular, um, this is something that I want you to be mindful of, right? It doesn't mean that you have to completely change your personality. In fact, I want you to allow yourself to be more of who you are, but making these changes in your process, in the way that you allow women to feel safe in making a decision and saying yes to buying from you is going to change the way that you're going to be able to show up and deliver on your promise. And so being able to account for more collaborative uh, types of decision-making, being able to create space in your somewhere in your marketing and your sales strategies, and especially in your sales process, to account for some research and or questions that are being asked from your female buyers in particular, being able to avoid just a simple straight line selling strategy, and being able to really understand that women don't always uh, make things in a logical way. Like they don't address things in a logical fashion. They may ping pong here and there and the underlying thread and the, and the, the real crux, especially for women, this also applies for men because at the end of the day, we are all humans and we all buy based on emotion, but women more so than men, they're not going to be as swayed by numbers by just like straight facts and figures. They may sound impressive, but at the end of the day, if your female buyers don't understand why you're sharing that or how that can apply to their situation, they simply won't buy. They won't be impressed, right? And so all of this means that there is a huge opportunity for you to be able to help your female buyers and empower them to say yes to your products and services that much more frequently because you have addressed some of their biggest needs in your sales process. Now, if this is an area where you're now starting to get the wheels going, right? You're like, oh my gosh, Susan, like you've opened up so many things that I wasn't even aware of. And, and if that's you right now, I'm glad because that was the whole point of today's conversation. Um, I have a free resource for you that's going to allow you to assess like how well are you situated to sell to women? Are you completely ignoring their needs? Are you just getting by? Or are you really set up for success? I want to make sure that you know exactly where you stand. And I want you to give you a free assessment in order to be able to help you with this. It's my free tool that I have that will help you figure this out uh, within like two minutes, maybe. So, <laughs> which I know is, a, is an added bonus. So you can go to sellingtoher.com 
to grab this free assessment. It's a handy PDF guide where you're just gonna go through and answer a few questions and then be able to assess for yourself where you're at and where there may be some room for improvement around this particular area. And if I can lend some help and support, then you will find out the next steps uh, along that journey as well. But this is my free guide to you um, really about how to sell to women, right? How to make sure that you're selling to her appropriately and the differences between how men and women like to buy. Thank you so much for joining me and we will see you again on our very next episode. Goodbye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. Be sure to let me know what you think by leaving a review so I know how best to serve you. If you're enjoying this show, don't forget to share and hit subscribe so you know when the next show is up. See you next time. Thank you.